Hey everyone, and welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is guiding people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue, and joining me is my co-host, Annabelle Rios. We are going live in three, two, one. Guys, we are back in the podcast studio. I have Cam right next to me. I can see him smiling from ear to ear. It's good to be back, guys. <laughs> Man, Annabelle, I've, I've missed your, your, your giggle and that little look in your eye when you're about to say something. You're too far, twinkle. man. You are too far away, but... Oh, we... and then we had the uh, the blackout fiasco. Yeah, there was a blackout when Annabelle was in Mexico, and he kept talking, man. I'll tell you what, he, he kept plugging along in that, but then we had to redo it anyway, but... Hopefully no more blackouts now that we're mm-hmm. under the same roof again doing some podcasting. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of funny because I was like, oh uh, this show must go on. I must continue speaking until my internet and the Riverside app completely crashed. That's why I'm like, ah. Yeah, so sorry if we're a, a, a little bit more goofy today because uh it's just we're excited, easy. guys. Yeah, it's been gone for like two months. We've only been having to do these things um virtually, virtually. from a distance. But now we're back. We're far, far away land. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the drill. Like and subscribe. Share the podcast. Tell somebody right next to you that you haven't told before to, I don't know. And even if you have told them before, tell them again. Yeah, remind them. It's a new year. New Year's resolution. New Listen year, to new the year. heroes. Nice. What are we <laughs> talking about today, my friend? Sickness to fitness. So... Unfortunately, the standards in today's world have gone down, and most of us are on the continuum, a little bit on the sickness side instead of on the fitness side. So we're we're going to walk you through the different, the three, well, not really paths, but it's like on the different spectrums that you can be on. And we want to talk about the different values that we that you can have from sickness, wellness, and fitness. So we have values there. We can also going to go over some of the ways that you can start changing your health for for the better and some of our our recommendations too yeah um so an interesting an interesting part here let's start with the it's called the sickness wellness fitness continuum as annabelle alluded to and uh, i want to i want to actually just start off by by saying um we're both we're both nerds I, I like to do it's research and, and reading, and I, I, I don't discriminate. I, I read powerlifting things. I've read, I've read bodybuilding things. I've read triathlon things. I've read CrossFit things. And I think a lot of the times we get into these different camps, and, if, and God forbid, you know, you pull any sort of CrossFit thing up, then you're okay. banned. Or, you know, God forbid you do some isolation exercises like a bodybuilder, then, you know, you're, you're banned. Mm-hmm. So this actually did come about from the CrossFit journal. And I just, I, I love this. I, I, I really, it really spoke to me. So I was like, animal, we need to do a, we need to do a video talking about this, this continuum, this chart that they have, uh, maybe put a little bit more meat on the bones. So we're going to link some of these uh, charts and things. Uh, I don't know where it's going to take you. It might take you to the CrossFit website or, or some sort of PDF, but we'll link these down in the show notes so you can kind of follow along with us. Um, so here, here's what this continuum is. Continuum is <clears throat> on one side of the continuum, you have sickness. Okay. And on one side of the continuum, you have fitness. Okay. And in the middle, they, on their chart, they have wellness, but I, I actually don't like that. I think the term should be normal or average. Because that's kind of what a lot of those values that 
Annabelle said earlier that kind of go along with these things are alluding to like, you're just, it's average. Um, and the good thing, the cool thing about this is it's a continuum. There's not like you don't, again, unless you're dead on the sickness side and or dead on the fitness side. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, you, you're on your path. You're on your journey. There's, the, there's this continuum. I, I don't know what better word to kind of say than. I, know, I think I was asking you. It's, yeah, it's I'm, 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 I'm saying like, what other word other than continuum can I use here other than continuum? So I'm going to stop saying that word. Um, but unfortunately, I believe that this continuum, that normal, that wellness in the middle is actually slipping closer and closer to, to the sickness side of things. And, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. But this chart that they came up with is based on a few different things. It's based on blood pressure, body fat, bone density, triglycerides, HDL cholesterol, basically your uh, hemoglobin and your A1C muscle mass. And then I put on there, there needs to be strength. Uh, we talked earlier about strength and muscle uh, mass actually being a predictor of longevity. And <clears throat> so I would have at least some sort of strength standard on this. Um, the cool part about all this is that these are objective, Annabelle. These aren't, um, these aren't just made up or subjective. Like, how are you feeling? Like, you can actually go and get these things checked out, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I think it gives people a reference point. You know, to see, okay, I'm here. I need to get to X overall. And I think strengths, I think we've talked about it. You know, it's something that you have to keep working on so that when you're older, you're able to still do the same that you can do today without worrying that you're going <laughs> to, I think we don't we, mean like break your hip, get it, get standing off from the toilet. Oh, so, some like simple things. Yeah, it's a crazy statistic. When you get to a certain age, I want to say it's either 70 or 80. I, I could be wrong on that. That if you break your hip, you have a 90% chance of dying. Um, like falls kill elderly people um, at a high percentage if you don't have muscle mass, strength, and the bone density. So these things are very important. Uh, and like I said, it gives you a starting point. So these are objective. You can literally go to your doctor right now and, and get majority of these and go to some sort of coach and um, see what your strength is like. So these are things that almost anybody can go and see how, how they're doing. <clears throat> I've got some, I feel like it's uh, like, not that it's a Debbie Downer. This is, this is why we do the podcast. Like this, yeah, this, this episode is why we do the podcast because that gap between fitness and even just you know normal or average is getting wider and wider. Like we said, because the average is going closer to sick to the sickness side. People are getting sicker and sicker. And then when you look at somebody who might be in shape and look at someone who might be fit, it almost looks super far away because it kind of kind of is. It's becoming that way. It seems it's abnormal. It's almost like oh, it's just genetics. Yeah, like when you have a like, not that it can't be done, but like when you have a hundred pounds to lose, and you know hundreds of pounds of strength to gain, like that can seem daunting. Now it's not impossible, and we do want you to start, um, but it can just it can look that way. And here's a statistic, um, and I was actually kind of shocked by this one. So the CDC, they you know they get reports on chronic diseases, and in America. The, the number is six out of every 10 
Americans have a, has a chronic disease. And I was like, six out of 10, that is high. That is a lot. That's more than half. Um, and the chronic diseases that they, um, had on there were heart disease, diabetes, chronic lung disease, dementia, kidney disease, cancer, and stroke. So kind of the biggies, the big ones. And even a more staggering statistic is that four out of, out of every, out of every 10 Americans has two or more of those chronic diseases. So people are getting chronically mm. sick. You know, what's interesting It's probably comes so normal that you don't even think twice it's it's just a part of life it's a part of aging to have yeah i mean like if you diseases you know like if you look around and i mean around with 10 people and four of them have you know i've got are you really gonna question it no you're just gonna say oh you know my my friend has this and they have this and we have kind of the same thing and it just seems like it's normal Uh, it's literally dragging normal towards the sick side um and so that's kind of why we're, we're having to talk about this. And I can even say like in the clinic, because when, before we even see a patient and we have them fill intake paperwork and, get, and it ask them questions about their past medical history, and it goes through things like, I mean, I can't tell you how many times high blood pressure, diabetes, some sort of cardiac other than just the high blood pressure, um, or even like a past history of cancer are marked on there. There's at least two, three, four of those things marked. And all this is going to do is play into your healing. We, we have plenty of research to show that if you're diabetic, you have um, a two to three times delayed healing compared to someone with healthy tissue. So like something that someone might normally heal up with in a, you know, two weeks might take you four, five, six weeks to heal up from because it delays tissue healing. Which is pretty, which is pretty crazy. I've actually heard from a surgeon that <clears throat> someone whose diabetes was really high, that it was almost like trying to sew together uh, their tendon to their bone, like wet tissue paper. Oh wow! Like it wasn't like you know, if you look at a steak and you kind of see the tendinous parts of a steak or a chicken, and you can go like, oh, I can see. No, it was like sewing wet tissue paper is what they described it as. And I was like, Whoa. it sounds almost impossible. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and you don't have good outcomes and, you know, along to continue or to continue to be a little Debbie Downer here is we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system. We spend $4.1 trillion in healthcare costs each year, healthcare or sick care costs, because if six out of every 10 Americans have a chronic disease and that number is growing, that's not health. That's sick. No, and all we keep doing is prescribing medication. Yeah. Instead of trying to figure out the root cause of a lot of these issues, you know? Yeah. The you know, but this isn't all just down and out because I, I do have patients that will that will come in and they'll they'll say, like, I don't want to take medication. Like my doctor wanted to give me a medication, but I actually said I want to go to physical therapy. Um, which is always good to hear when stuff like that happens. Um, so I think there is a, a wake up to be like, I don't want to just go to the doctor and for them to hand me some pills. Like I actually want to get to the root problem and try and fix that versus mask it with medicine. So I think that is, I think that's a good sign. That is a good sign. A lot of people just want to take the pills for the rest of their life. Yeah. And it's not, it's, I mean, literally it's not uncommon to see on their, the patient's intake form with medication list for there to be six medications or more. Mm-hmm. Um, that people are taking. It's very rare that I'll have anyone say, yeah, I don't take any medications. And if you, like sometimes even when I go to the really? doctor, yeah, no, it was very rare to see someone not take any medication. So mm. that, that is the, the continuum. And we named off some 
some parameters pretty much. And so I want to put a little more meat on those parameters. These are kind of the values of that sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. Again, we will link this down in the show notes. That way um, you, can, you can see where you are. If you know your numbers, you can kind of see where you fall on this. Okay. Um, you know, the first thing they put on there was like body fat percentage. <clears throat> I actually like body fat percentage over BMI. Annabelle, do you remember us talking about that in the past and why we kind of, you know, like BMI or like body fat percentage over BMI? Yeah, it's body fat. It's a little bit more accurate. BMI can fluctuate. It's just taking your total weight overall and not really taking into consideration if it's muscle mass or fat. Yeah, exactly. The BMI doesn't take into consideration if someone has, you know, muscle in there. They just look at your total weight. But if you look and you see that you have excessive body fat, um, then you'd kind of know like, okay, you, you got fat. You know, it's not just muscle. I'm not just big boned. <laughs> so, so that's not a thing? No. So here are uh, the values that they put for body fat percentage. So for someone who is fit, <clears throat> I actually don't agree with those. So I, I made my own here. So for a fit man, if you have less than 10% body fat, you're pretty fit. I mean, you're, you're oh, six. They put six. They put six. Like that's almost, I don't even think that, like that is a dieting bodybuilder before game day. Like 6% is low. Like 10% you have abs. Eight percent, like that's Hollywood. Like six, and they're doing that for a short period of time. For and they're doing that for a short period of time. So I actually don't like that. I think it can a person could sustain potentially ten percent and still be healthy because you actually don't want your body fat levels to be too low because there is benefits to fat. So I said ten percent for males and then fifteen percent or lower for females. Females obviously needing a little bit more body fat um, mm-hmm. than men. Um, the wellness or the average, if you're a male around 18% and a female 20%, I think that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty fair to to state. And then for sickness, if you have greater than 25% body fat or greater than for males and greater than 32% body fat for females, you're probably falling into, you're more into the sick category of, you have excessive body fat and is, uh, negatively affecting your health. Um, we're not, we're not gonna have to go through all of these, but I'm just going to pick out a couple that are simple, like heart rate you know like what's your resting heart rate and most people have uh, apple watches or fitbits that they can kind of tell what your resting heart rate yeah. is you know if your resting heart rate meaning like when you wake up in the morning you're not frazzled you're making some coffee you're waking you know waking up if it is 50 if it's 50 beats per minute it's pretty fit um one of our good friends jake he just he naturally has a low resting heart rate but he also does uh, CrossFit four to six days a week and has ran marathons and half marathons. He has like a low resting, like 45, 50, 55. He's got a low resting heart rate, but he's, but he's super active. You know, if you're in that 70, you know, beats per minute resting heart rate, that's pretty average. And then anything over a hundred is not good. So the standard is 60 to a hundred is kind of what we learned in school as being like, you want to fall within that range. So if you're less than 60, you're probably a little bit more on the fit side. If you're over, uh, if you're over a hundred, you're probably more on the sick side. Um, blood pressure is another easy one. A lot of people can measure their blood pressure at home. Um, and they usually get it first thing they do when you go to the doctor, uh, 120 over 80 standard. If you have that average, you're, you know, that's average blood pressure. Good. Um, if you start to get into the low 100s, 110, 105, over 70, over 60, uh, that's pretty fit. Um, and then really anything over 120, over 80 is going to be starting to get into your sick. Obviously, 140 over 90 is like when you actually get into stage one hypertension. So 
And then another interesting one on here was the C-reactive protein, um, which is also CRP, which is this protein made by the liver. And basically it looks at the inflammation in the body. So one to three, um, I don't even, I don't even know if they put on here the, uh, yeah, it's in milligrams per liter, one to three milligrams per liter would be average. Less than one is really fit and greater than three is sick. Meaning you just have a lot of inflammatory markers in your body, whether it's in your muscles, joint organs, like your body is not liking something that is either going that you're taking in or maybe some sort of autoimmune, but that's kind of the value side of things. Ooh, do you want to talk about the strength ones, Annabel? Oh yeah. So w- one thing that we added to the the list of the list of different measurements is strength, because we think it's very important that we all have something to work towards and a, a measurement to kind of gauge where you're at. So we're we're utilizing the squat bench deadlift just because it's typically done in most powerlifting meets. It's standard. People, you know, when they ask you. How much uh, do you how bench, much weight bro? You like, well, how much do you bench? <laughs> so it's kind of good to more than you, more than, you. <laughs> more than your mama. <laughs> so that's we're... probably true. <laughs> My mama don't bench. She has orange <laughs> theory. <laughs> so for, for deadlift, if you under the uh, sickness category, we're saying half your body weight. So. Just take whatever your weight is, divide it by half. For the average, we're, we're saying your body weight. You should be able to deadlift your, your body weight, your average. And if you're in the fit category, it should be twice your body weight for, for the deadlift. Yeah. Um, the other ones, it's a little bit more tricky, especially with the bench, because I know most people, probably there. It's, it's easier to deadlift than bench, in my opinion. I don't know. Like most yeah. people you know, I you do pull think... up the deadlift and pull a decent amount of weight. I think, you know, deadlift is obviously more functional because most people are going to pick something up from the floor, you know, yeah. or, or, or move furniture to some degree. And, you know, a good rule of thumb here would be, you know, you're probably more into in the sick category of strength if when it comes to furniture moving that you can't pull your weight. If you're you the weak to, like, link. You're the weak link. Or you say, I can't do that. I need you to come over to move. I mean, on a real note, like if you don't want to go measure your deadlift, mm-hmm. if you don't participate in furniture lifting, you're probably on, <laughs> you're probably more in the sick category. You know, when you start working now, people just randomly start asking you to help you help, help them then move. Have you noticed that? Yeah. People also, like, hey. if you have a truck, which me and my wife both have trucks, so we get asked to help move a lot. Like, hey, I just say it's are, are you freezing? I just say it's because of my biceps. <laughs> I said, no, I'm, a, I'm kind of busy. All right, for the bench, if you're in the uh, sickness category, is less than 25% of your body weight, which pretty weak. It's pretty weak. Now that I think about it, I think, yeah. I mean, if you're 100 pounds, that's 25 pounds. You should be able bar. to. That's not even the bar. That's like, that's not mm-hmm. even a training bar. That was dumbbells. Yeah. If you're in the, <laughs> if you're in the average for the bench, that's 50 to 75% of your body weight. So you're starting to move a little bit more weight around. And if you're in the fit category, it's your body weight. So whatever you weigh. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about 225 for bench presses? Is that an actual impressive feat to, to accomplish or is it kind of common? I was hey. seeing this on, on social media today. If it's impressive or is it just kind of like whatever at this point? You know what we should do? 
when this episode airs and we post on Instagram, comment and let us know what you guys think. Yeah, what do you think? Is, is 225 impressive or no? Is benching 225 impressive or not? Let us know. All right, moving on to the squat. Back squat, that is. If you're in the sit category, you're, you're doing half your body weight. Makes sense, you know? You Most people are having a squat throughout the day anyways. And if you're in the average, you're, you're looking at 75% of your body weight. If you're in the fit category, you should be doing close to one and a half times your body weight. Yeah. Um, so we, we can put that, um, we can link this maybe before the episode airs. I don't, I don't believe there's a PDF for this because we are, we are technology. We don't, we don't do good with technology, so we don't know how to post this on a PDF, but we can post it. I don't know it. what to do with my hands. We can post it on social media. <clears throat> so we'll put this oh, out there. Oh, we can make a little post for people to see. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Boom, wow. baby. Look at me. Wow. We're figuring it out. Back. Okay, so <clears throat> where to start? Uh, I think, you know, going through all these things, it's like, okay, great. You know, this is cool, kind of seeing where we are on this continuum, kind of putting values and these objective measures. Where do I need to start? Um, so the one cool thing that I had heard is that in the military, and I'm not in the military or was in the military, these are just what I hear. In the military, what in the they, street is. Word on the street is that when you arrive to a new location, the first thing you want to do is find out where you are on the map. You don't care where the enemy is. You don't care where you need to be because those two, two things do not matter if you don't know where you are. So the first thing they try and find out is where are we on this map? Where are we located? Then we can kind of figure out where the enemy is, where we need to be. So the same thing here, you need to find out where you are. So you're going to need an internal and an external assessment or some sort of exam. So for internal, we're talking blood work. Um, you need to see what's going on under the hood. You need to see about the C-reactive protein. You need to see about your triglycerides. You need to see about um, your A1C. Um, you need to see those things. And then obviously when you go to the doctor, they always take heart rate and blood pressure. And you can probably take those without even having to go to the doctor. Um, there's plenty of devices. You can take, you honestly, you can just put your, you know, find your pulse and literally count it for a minute and see how many how many beats there was in that minute. Um, but you need to find out some of those things. Yeah, you need to document your starting point. <clears throat> I mean, could you not do it? Sure, but I bet you once you get to where you want to be, you you would have wished you have done this. Yeah, we've got an episode where Annabelle talks about how he reversed his diabetes and his triglycerides and lost forty five pounds plus diabetes. So like he had to know where he started. He didn't know those things until he went to the doctor and, and found those things out. Yes. Well, also, just because you're, you're avoiding the doctor doesn't mean you're, you're healthy. A lot of people say, I'm good because I don't have any conditions. But then again, I don't know if I have any conditions because I haven't gone to the doctor in over five years. That is a great point, Annabelle. <laughs> so guys, go see your doctor. Don't let go them put pills on you. Your um, annual checkup. Go, yeah, get a checkup. See what's going on under the hood. And then externally, which you don't need a doctor for, you need a scale. Put that bad boy down and see how much you weigh. I know you've been avoiding it, but see how much you weigh. But Cam, what if it's not accurate? It doesn't matter as long as you use the same scale. That's another good point, Annabelle. <laughs> Just spitting fire over there. Let him, let him cook. <laughs> Sorry, I learned what let him cook means the other day, so I got to use it a lot. Anyway, um, another thing you don't need is a meat sauce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
That one's old. That one's not new. The kids aren't sorry. Saying that. Sorry. You need a mirror. Look how much body fat you have. Like you can look like you might not go know exactly if you're 18 or 25%, but you can look and go, that's a lot. If you want an accurate way, it's what? Getting the DEXA scan. That's pretty much the the only way to get us maybe not hundred percent, but very close. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um I mean if you look in the mirror and you see a six pack, you're probably ten percent or lower. <laughs> If you look in the if you look in the mirror and you don't see any muscle definition on your abdomen or your chest, you're probably over twenty. And if you're somewhere in between, where you like you can see some muscle, you maybe can see some abs. If you didn't just eat, like you're probably in somewhere between twelve and eighteen, something like that. But just look in the mirror, and then you need the barbell. Go test your strength out. See kind of where you are, or use the furniture technique. Um, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to know where and where you start is seeing where you are. That's how you start. All right. So how to start. We have yeah. some options for you. Yeah. There's the, uh, the easy approach, which saves you years of time and trial and error. And that's what hiring a coach, but hiring a coach, you're able to, they're able to explain to you everything that you're going to go eventually learn throughout this period of time, meaning how to train, how to eat, how to recover, how to manage your stress, all these different things. So that's the first step. You can hire us as your coach. They'll do, help you work through this whole process. We do we do online coaching, people. So if you want to speed up your fitness, health and fitness journey, let us know. Yeah, but maybe you can't for financial reasons. And then the other approach is you can do it on your own. We have plenty, I mean, plenty of episodes the first one can be the three, two, one principle. Why don't you explain to them the uh, three, two, one principle? Can yeah, three, two, one principle had an episode on this: three days of resistance training, two days of cardio, one gram of protein per desired pound of body weight. So literally, I'll don't even just start with the three. Just get to the gym three days a week. I don't care if you do one exercise. Just get to the gym. Try and try and yep. become consistent with getting to the gym at least three days a week. Don't worry about five days a week. Don't worry about every day. Three days a week. After a month. Then we can start kind of playing with the diet. Now that you got a little consistent, you get picking up some wins, try getting enough protein in. You don't even have to cut anything out. Just try and get enough protein in. And you'll find that this is very challenging. And you'll probably have to start cutting things out in order to get the protein in. But just focus on trying to get your body weight or your desired body weight in grams of protein if you're a male. If you're a female, maybe shoot 4.7.8, you know, if you're times your body weight in terms of what um you're trying to get or yeah. 7.7.8 of your desired body weight as well is another way to look at that. I think a lot of times we try to do too much at once and then we end up doing nothing. <clears throat> yeah. Like even in our, and even in our coaching program, we, we go at a, we go at a steady pace. We don't dump everything on you the first week and first month. Like we gradually start picking up wins as, as, as you go along and start, adding start stacking over time. We start stacking over time. So it's mm-hmm. more of a titrated approach versus like, you got to do all this, 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 this. And if you don't do it by the end of the, you know, then you're screwed. And then um, after that month of protein, um, try adding in some cardio a day, then two days. We've got an episode on this. Um, we, also, our our first eight episodes all talk about how to start. We also got 27 and 28 that talk about um, losing fat. How do you, how do you start losing weight? What's the, what's the way to go about that? Um, so those are great starting points. Give those episodes a great starting point. And if you have any general questions, just send us a DM. Yeah. We'll be happy to answer. We, we love this stuff. That's why we literally been, been doing a podcast for over a year at this point. It's crazy. It's been over a year now. So quick recap guys. All right. So sickness is becoming more and more prevalent every single day. What 
was not common. It's not common. So maybe you don't even question it anymore. It's just like, oh, it's a part of life. It's a part of aging, but it's not. Next, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system. We're taught to treat the symptoms, but not ever really figure out what is causing it to begin with. All right. At this point, you need to take your health into your own hands. Check out our podcast. Um, listen to other health and and um, healthcare experts online. Hire a coach. Try to reclaim your health. What else do you have, Doc? Um, yeah, find out where you are if you don't want to go the coaching route, and then try the three two three two one principle. Um, our call to action today. What we do want to actually uh, to say to you is seriously reach out to us. We would we'd love to jump on a call with you and just see where you at where you are at currently. You specifically where you want to be, your dream outcome for you specifically, what's holding you back for you specifically. And we can just see if our coaching program can help. If it, if it cannot, we'll point you in the right direction. If we can, we'd love to work with you and, and help you start to reclaim your health. Six out of every 10 Americans have chronic disease. We'd like to try and reverse that for you. So that's my, that's my call to action pitch today, Annabelle. And I'm sticking with it. It's a good plug. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else to talk. What about you? That's it, man. That's it. It's an important episode to talk about, though. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And like we always like telling you guys, remember, you are human. You should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. Right, see, you. see you guys.